This is the World According to Us Update with Arnell and Maloney. So the State of the Union is strong, according to Joe Biden. Do you think so? I believe that the state of the state of the union is strong, but that there are many individuals suffering in America today. When you head to the grocery store, uh, gasoline prices are still uh, not a dollar ninety nine, not two twenty. They're still three forty, three fifty. Have gone up, uh, Kathleen, in, and, in the and- past couple of weeks. And do I think the state of the economy overall? After adding 519,000 jobs last month, and uh, yeah, I think it's I think that it is it's, yeah. it's strong with an asterisk and exception. I don't think the the State of the Union is strong when we have a 31 trillion 31 trillion dollar deficit when we're talking about increasing the debt ceiling, and there's a lot of controversy over that. If we don't lift the debt ceiling, we're all in big trouble. But there's a, a battle about it. And well, also another thing yeah. is the crime, the mass shootings. All of that has increased during the Biden administration. You know, my, my immediate reaction to all of that is if there were a Republican in office, how much of that would affect the economy, what's happening in Ukraine, interest rates, crime, Crime is a local issue. It's nationwide, though, it, it, No, 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 but I mean it's, problem... controlled, it's controlled locally by governments in metropolitan areas and local, state, and city governments. Oh, okay, but the, the states are part of the union, so the state of the union is shaky, in my opinion, well, not Texas... strong. Texas and Florida may not be a part of the, <laughs> not be a part of the union much longer if uh, Abbott and DeSantis has their way. First of all, Kath, we both watch the State of the Union. We're recording this the morning after. And, and my immediate reaction last night was I'm putting Saturday Night Live on notice. All right. Mm-hmm. Here, it's documented now because this this is a good idea for uh, a sketch on SNL. Can you imagine to have somebody saying, Mr. Speaker, the President of the United mm. States. And then the camera pans over to Biden's face and he goes, who? Where? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good, right? Right, I mean, right. I'm thinking about it. Let me tell you how good I thought that was. A half hour after I blurted that out last night, I was still laughing. Laughing at your own joke. I was laughing at my own joke. In fact, let me just, just say one one other uh, point on that. I have had a thing through the years, Kath, where if I hear somebody say something that is extremely interesting, clever, comedic, whatever the case may be, I will assign that person the Arnell Capital line of the day. Oh, wow. Now, listen, in 20 years, I have never assigned the Arnell Capital line of the day to, to anyone myself. but yourself. No, to everyone but oh, myself. Okay. Right. So last night, I was just so enamored with my wit <laughs> that that I said, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something historic here. This is now the Arnell Capital line of the day for yesterday, and Mr. Speaker, the President of the United States. Who? Where? <laughs> but, but I think, though, I mean... And I'm still laughing at it. Go you ahead. can criticize a lot politically about yeah. the State of the Union, but yeah. I thought that he looked presidential, that he, he had a grasp, 
definitely of what he was saying. And he was at his best when he was being challenged by Republicans in the audience. He he was unflappable. He came right back at them in a very kind of his usual mild-mannered homespun way, which that's his gig, I guess. You know, that's his shtick, as you would say. Folks. Folksy, yeah. Folksy. Listen, folks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As my daddy said. As my daddy. Yeah, but what politician doesn't refer to their daddy? (laughs) (laughs) Even Santos said his father was a World War II hero. But a few few impressions outside of what was said and outside of politics. Yeah, yeah. As the camera panned around the room, Mm. I was just shocked at the number of very old representatives there. People who have made politics a lifelong career. Bernie Sanders, Chucky Schumer... The president himself. These people have been in their respective offices for decades. And I don't think that that is good for our democracy. Well, did you, you, you know, I know that you thought that uh, Huckabee Sanders was brilliant in her Republican retort to the State of the Union last night. I thought it was absolutely pathetic. Well, I thought she was articulate and she articulated what she wanted to, but. Which was lacking of any content outside of uh, a description of a Norman Rockwell picture, patriotism in America. If this was the best that the Republicans can come up with, Kathleen, is Huckabee Sanders. But she was this... interesting, though. I, she, where, I, where, tell me where she was interesting. Well, I think she spoke a lot about the wokeness, the culture wars, critical race theory, things that are the, that are being done to education and also in, in employment I think she had a good grasp on that and her opposition to that. But as far as rebutting the State of the Union... She She was horrendous. Yeah, she didn't hit on, I think, points that she should have. I would agree with that. But her speech, if it's about the culture wars, it was good. Yeah. But as a rebuttal to the State of the Union, it it did lack a lot of topics. Just to give everyone an idea of just how different you and I view the world at times. Last night after Huckabee, I I detested that woman. I've detested her for years, okay? Why? What did she do to you? Because she just lied when she was Trump's press secretary, and she concocted all of these stories, and she knew that she was doing that. And then last night— All the press secretaries do. They they spin. That's what they do. They they spin, spin, but they don't lie. All of them do. They don't lie to the extent that Huckabee Sanders did. So here's the thing last night, Kath. The only one who called that out— Last night, the fact that politicians lie was a politician herself. Oh, my God. Marjorie Taylor uh, Marjorie Green. Marjorie Taylor Green. Right, right. And that, that came about when uh, Biden was talking about you. You know, he was selling it. Republicans want to put Medicare and Social Security into a sunset, which is what the Florida Congressman Rick Scott had written. Sunset, every kind of, of law... Uh, that's on the books, uh, entitlement programs, that's the word I'm looking for, every five years. That is definitely not going to amass any type of support amongst the broad-based Republican Party. I'm not talking about the right extreme right wing, but the broad-based Republican Party. Well, I think in some cases those programs should be looked at. Somebody who who works and puts into the system certainly should be protected and entitled to collect from the system. But particularly in the Medicare and Medicaid program, 
programs, Medicaid, their state programs. Right. A lot of people are collecting from those programs and actually even Social Security <clears throat> who never worked a day in the United States, who never contributed a penny of taxes. And as a matter of fact, some of those people are getting more of a, of a benefit monetarily than those who did pay into the system. Let me let me just say that and that's I, a fact. Well, let me just say that that I I agree with Kevin McCarthy, and is, this this uh, folds right into this whether or not we should take a look at Medicare and Social Security uh, sunset every five years, review the programs. When the Republican, when they were talking about sending more money, this falls right into this to Ukraine. McCarthy said, "I don't have any problem sending more money, but I want accountability as to where that money is going." Well, I agree and, with that, and I agree with that, and I agree that that you know if you want to maintain the solvency of Medicare and Social Security, you need to review every couple of years how the money is being spent, right. how it's being dispersed. Uh, you need accountability. But Rick Scott basically was saying, listen, I'm open to the idea that we've got to make these dramatic cuts in these programs if need be, and they're on the table. So last night, the Republicans were quivering, quivering when Biden made the comment that uh, that Medicare and Social Security is on the table. And that's what prompted your friend and colleague, Marjorie Taylor Greene, to yell out, as Joe Wilson did, I think, in uh, 2009, Kath, uh, concerning Obama and illegal immigrants and their access to health care. She yelled out, liar, liar. I don't do a good Marjorie Taylor Greene no. last night. Now, do you think that that's proper decorum and etiquette in the middle of of a State of the Union speech? Well, I personally do not, and I would rather that she handle it a different way. However, in other countries, look at Great Britain, as a matter of fact, yeah. where it's common to heckle yep. during these types of addresses. So, But I don't know. I think, actually, it gave him a chance to look better by confronting it off the teleprompter. So she actually... Gave him a benefit there. She did. I thought that was his strongest yeah. point of the evening, and especially when he said to them, okay, so I guess Social Security and Medicare is off the table. You yeah. know, when it comes to uh, the debt ceiling, I guess it's off the table. And then after taking their cue from McCarthy, as they do no matter what party is in power, it's always the people look up to the mm -hmm. House Speaker on that side of the aisle to see, should I stand? Should I sit? Should I clap? How aggressively should I clap? And when, when that happened, then both sides of the aisle, the Republicans stood up when Biden said, I guess it's off the table because everybody's thinking of 2024. Well, you mentioned but, McCarthy. But I have yeah. to say what? that he yeah. was yeah. much more cordial yes, <laughs> than the was. previous speaker. Do you remember yeah. when Nancy Pelosi uh -huh. actually ripped yeah, up that was, that was Trump's speech for. right there on camera? Absolutely. Perfect. Now, you yeah. know, yelling out liar is one thing, but for the speaker yeah. to stand up yeah. behind the president and rip up his speech— that's really disrespectful. That, that was, and, and also McCarthy last night when his party, the extreme right wing of the party, uh, that he is beholden to Kathleen to some extent for his 15 ballot rounds in securing uh, the House leadership. Did you see him every every once in a while? He was trying to shush them. You know, when they got out of mm -hmm. line, when they were getting very vocal, it was like, 
And, 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 and I, I thought his the look on his face was yeah. he was listening and he didn't have a sour puss on all the time like Pelosi often did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Pelosi looked like she was heading into a mini stroke yeah. <laughs> during, during, <laughs> during Trump's. Now, here's the other issue with, with all of this last night. Marjorie Taylor Greene, liar, liar, liar. This is the conspiracy theorist, Kath. You know, the Jews are setting fires and forests in California all kinds of other conspiracy theories about LGBTQ people. Well, yeah, she's out there. I she's mean, out she's out there. out there. She created, you know, she created a lot of uh, the definition of what lying and fable telling is. Well, so she's out there last night doing this. And here's here's what here's what I want wanted to ask you and get your reaction on. All right, stand up, sit down. Right, mm-hmm. both parties take the cues. From, from the House Majority Leader, no matter who's in power. Okay. First of all, Republicans could not acknowledge the following, all right? The recent jobs report, 12 million added over the past two years, okay? More than any other president has created in that time period. Wait, 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 wait. We, Hold on. When we say, we say created, yeah. I mean, we're dealing with a very unusual economy here concerning the pandemic. That is true. And a lot of jobs that are counted there as being, quote, created are really just... I was hoping you wouldn't wouldn't pick up on that. Just jobs jobs that are coming back... Yeah, that's true. ...because the pandemic is waning now. So to claim credit for those jobs is, is not accurate. No, that is a certain percentage. So nobody stands up for the jobs report and, and, and the housing and all the other stuff in the direction that it's heading in. Then Biden at one point cast says democracy is not broke. Uh, but Kevin McCarthy's ability, Kath, to stand up and applaud was dysfunctional. Well, I think Even- democracy is broke. But he was talking about overall democracy in America is alive and well. Are there are there pieces of that democracy that are dysfunctional? Absolutely. Absolutely. But overall, he was saying the state of the union, the state of our democracy is strong. Well, I, uh, I appreciated his several calls for unity and working together. Yes. But yep. look at what he's facing. He's facing, a, as small as it is, a Republican majority in the House. So if he doesn't get some kind of bipartisanship going, he won't be able to accomplish anything. Oh, absolutely. So it was a nice gesture for for the national interest, but it was also Biden's best interest to try to get people to work together if he what wants about, to get anything done. Uh, or as he kept yeah. saying, finish yeah. the job, which finish the job, which, which was like saying, okay, yeah. elect me for the next elect four me, years. I'm in for twenty twenty four. That was the biggest the biggest hint, if you if you would say. You know, I didn't think he was going to run, Kath, until yeah. I saw the State of the Union. I know, speech I didn't last think night. so either. I'm now convinced that he's running. He's running. But here, here's another issue about where Republicans didn't stand up. Biden's talking about insulin costs, right? Thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, beginning this year, for those, Kathleen, who are on Medicare, 35 bucks a month is the cap on it. Tell me why Republicans, okay, couldn't stand up for those on Medicare who are using insulin insulin and had paid thousands of dollars a month the way big pharma set that up now capping it at 35 bucks a month what why couldn't they stand for that they they i could see it was like do you remember a hundred thousand years ago there was a show on television i think they resurrected it to tell the truth right Mm -hmm. and then when it came to the end they'd say 
uh, who's the real blah, 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 blah. And then they'd bop up and down, you know, to fake the audience out <laughs> at the last second. That's what was happening last night when he was talking about insulin. They couldn't decide, am I supposed to stand? Shouldn't I stand? Do I have to look at McCarthy? Is he going to stand? Well, I mean, well, how can you not stand for something like that? Well, he did beat up on Big Pharma a lot. And then he sort of turned the tables and, and then praised the drug companies for everything they did to quickly get that uh, COVID vaccine on the market. Yes. Now, that took a lot of money and a lot of research over the years. So his transition from beating up on Big Pharma to then praising the pharmaceutical industry for pretty much saving us from the pandemic by that vaccine... A little disingenuous, I Well, think. I didn't think it was disingenuous. I thought it was genuine. <laughs> That's genuine all the way. Because where pharma should be credited, he was able to do it. And where it needed to be discredited and criticized, he was able to do that. But, Don't but you find that you refreshing say, how, in a politician today? How can today? you say, well, let's take away all their money and all their profits, but we're going to depend on them to get us out of a health jam? I, I understand that. And that word accountability comes to play again. And they do need to research the the profits. They need to research the investment in laboratory uh, research in putting these products together. Absolutely, listen, it, it needs to be addressed. And I and I credit him for at least addressing both sides. And then one final note, Kathleen, on the standing up, sitting down. Biden said last night that an analysis of Fortune 100 investor companies found that 19 of the largest profitable corporations in America pay effective tax rates that are in the single digits or paying nothing at all. Okay, talk about fairness. Talk about being for the middle class in America, the Republicans. This is part of their pitch. You've been left out. That's what Trump was saying in 16. How can you not stand for supporting the idea that Fortune Fives are going to pay as least as in taxes as much as you in the middle class are paying every year. How can you not stand for that? That's party over over agenda over politics. Well, the democ. I mean, it's it, it's a very political thing. You know, it, it's all politics there, which is the unfortunate part of it. I think that the tax code has been messed up for decades, and it needs to be completely revamped and made fair for everyone. The middle class for too long has been shouldering the biggest burden of the taxes in this country. But I think you need some kind of a flat tax solution where everyone pays their appropriate right. percentage well. of their earnings. And those who don't earn enough to pay, okay, they don't pay. And those who earn more pay more. That seems to be a fair system and a simple system. Don't make it so complicated. Take out the loopholes. Nobody should be able to find a loophole to prevent them from paying the taxes that they they legitimately owe. So last night, we're watching this, and then you send me a text, and you must have gotten just a quick glance, otherwise you would have known who this was. You said to me, who's the woman in the yellow oh, dress, the, yellow, I, yeah. the one with the with the wings. Yeah, now, I'm starting. To, you came close to the Arnell Capital line of the day with that one, but when I saw what Kirsten Cinema was right, wearing, right, what the, you said was, did she think she was at the Grammys? That's right. Did you? She's in the wrong place. She should be. What the hell was that? <laughs> she's in the wrong place, and a couple of days late, she should be at the Grammys. I mean, that that was crazy. What, what that dress was it. That was an inappropriate dress for that particular event. Oh, man. What I, What was she trying to prove? Her, I don't know. Maybe her independence? Yeah, her independence. Um, 
you know, she's she's going to be challenged uh, in the upcoming election in Arizona. Maybe she did a focus group on what's the favorite color. <laughs> you know, what is it? The sun out. You know, right. the sun is big in Arizona, so she figures I'll wear a yellow dress. <laughs> yeah, that was that was some dress. That I mean, was, when I looked at that, I was like, what? It was like the flying nun yeah. <laughs> accentuated. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? It yeah, was, it, it was, it was like those crazy dresses you see on the red carpet. Yeah. There was no red carpet that she was No, there was, was no red carpet. On. Kath, overall assessment, I thought that Biden did an out—forget about policy. I thought that his his physical presentation was great. I thought that he showed stamina, and I thought that it was a win-win speech for Biden— if he decides, which he will, to run in 2024. Yeah, I think, I think, it, I think was, it set the plate. I, I think, think it, it literally it, set the plate. It was the beginning of his campaign. And finishing yeah. the job, that phrase that he used several times was, right. yeah, definitely he's the one who who can get this over the finish line, is what he was trying to say. So, yeah, that was the beginning of his campaign. Well, one thing that was missing in that speech you know, for days we're following this Chinese spy balloon that's yep. hovering over numerous states and numerous sensitive facilities, and he didn't say anything about the spy balloon or about some foreign issues of China's incursions into our country and the surveillance and the dangers that that poses. He didn't address the no, spy he didn't address. Balloon. He did. He 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 needed to address that. In uh, in a much more not you can't even say a more elaborate way. He didn't address it. He did not address it. Maybe it happened too soon, and he didn't have enough time to memorize what oh, he was well, supposed that, to say that. about it. Well, you know, here's the question too: What would have happened if the teleprompter went down? Yeah, <laughs> what, what would have happened? What would have happened last night? You know, but sometimes he's at his best when yeah. there is no well, teleprompter. Well, that's true. Kath. That's you know, true. That, that's when he's heartfelt and folks right. and the aviators and, you know. He wouldn't have been able to spew out all those numbers. No, 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 don't no, mean no. anything anyway. No, the, the, you know, spewing out all those numbers. And what do you think happened after the speech? Uh, he heads back to the White House. Dr. Jill Biden is, is at the White House. Do you think that they um, consummated his his success delivering the speech, for those who view it that way. What do you think happened? He went you to know. bed. Just His head hit the pillow and he was out. Was there any kind of extracurricular activity no. to celebrate? He expended every ounce of energy he had. Do you think he had a half a sandwich and a Nothing. glass of warm Just milk? hit the bed. Nope. Hit the pillow. Even if she was aggressive? No. 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 <laughs> she knows better. He was done. So he came in, went upstairs to the private residence... Took off his clothes. He may have just, you know, maybe just collapsed on say, the you mean, bed. You mean he may have, like, he may have just, in the suit he was wearing, oh, yeah. he may have just, like, collapsed. Colla- <laughs> collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Because I was thinking, how are they going <laughs> to celebrate when he gets back? Your, your picture is he just falls like he's fainting. Just collapses <laughs> and he's out. You do not want to miss this. The Odd and the Offbeat is straight ahead with Arnell and Maloney. No, I don't like that bell. You're right. I grabbed the wrong one. We have two bells for the Odd and the Offbeat. This was a new one. No, that's weak. It is weak. And the the original one that cost a buck, the new one cost a buck and a quarter now uh, at the dollar store, but the original one was this one. Yeah, that's the one. I like it. I was slightly confused. (laughs) <laughs> over which bell is current. This is 
That's the good one. My odd and offbeat today, Kath, has to do with Valentine's Day. Okay. The, the Bronx Zoos, they have a program now called Name a Roach, and it offers an unusual way to show your undying love for mm. either your partner, your spouse, or whatever. Things aren't going too well, okay? $15, Maloney. $15, you can name a Madagascar hissing cockroach. And those are and big. They're big, those Madagascar ones. After your special someone. The money, what will happen with the money? It'll benefit the Wildlife Conservation Society. Uh, oh, I was hoping you'd say it go. It would go toward exterminating the no. roaches. Well, the people who name... Can you imagine buying a roach and naming oh. it... After your loved one. Well, now, that's, you won't do that for someone you love. You might do that no, for someone who you hate. That That's correct. Now, at the Houston Museum of Natural Science, this is all about Valentine's Day, you can buy, listen to this, Kath, an endless love name a roach pin for 10 bucks. It comes with a digital certificate and the naming of a roach after your whatever yeah you're whatever whatever and then there's one other one that's out there right now the nebraska humane society's litter box promotion 15 bucks the organization will write in x's first name at the bottom of a litter box box. (laughs) so you bring you bring the litter box in to the nebraska humane society you tell them the name of your loved one quote unquote mm. they will inscribe that on the bottom so, so this is sort of reverse valentine's day yeah yes this is reverse valentine's day but i mean for those you don't woo. love anymore no how can you justify you can't you can't just hey honey i i named a roach for uh. you. i mean this has been and then Peter is upset now kath all right about the negative uh, messaging Concerning cockroaches. Oh, cockroaches, please. listen. There's nothing are, positive about roaches. Nothing. Cockro- you don't know your cockroaches. Ugh. Cockroaches are an important source of food for a number of organisms, including arthropods, birds, mammals. As such, they are an important part of the food chain. Cockroaches also play an extremely important role in nutrient cycling. Unfortunately, they are in overabundance in New York City. Mm. I grew up in the Bronx. I I tell you, there are more roaches than people in New York City. So let me ask you a question. Do you have someone that you would be able to name a, a cockroach? I'm not asking you to reveal the identity, but do you have someone, uh, a friend, a relative, that you would put right at the front of the line and name a cockroach for them for 15 bucks at the Bronx Zoo? Well, Gary, would you like me to name a roach after you? (laughs) (laughs) The Gary Arnell Madagascar hissing roach. Cockroach. For that someone special in Kathleen Maloney's life. (laughs) That's this edition of The World According to Us with Arnella Maloney. Don't forget podcast updates throughout the week. And thanks for listening.